my hair is so long that I can take a shower and when I get out of the shower, I can brush it, put gel in it, and in a matter of 20 minutes, it looks like I did none of the above. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Just Another Podcast with your host, Isaac Greenbaum. And I just want to say that out of the three podcasts that I've put out so far, I guess two, really, because the first one was just a trailer and it doesn't really count, I got the most feedback on last week's about the ghosting story and what happened with that. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. I'm going to keep doing that on here um i'm also going to have a lot of people come on here and tell you guys their ghosting stories because a lot of people reached out and they were like wait i want to tell you what happened to me this one time and a lot of dms that'll be really cool and fun and another way for you guys to listen to just more ridiculous stories so moving on to this week I want to talk about what I'm going to be focusing on um, for the podcast or for the episode this week. Um, I'm going to start off with some celebrity gossip and news from the previous week. I'm going to get into call her daddy drama. I will get into all that. I just had I just got goosebumps when I said that. And I'm going to talk about quarantine dating, aka quarantine, because I know you all feel me on that. So I'm going to jump right in to the first story that I have for you guys, and that is Joe Guidice signing Celebrity Boxing Deal. Joe signed a deal with celebrity boxing promoter Damon Feldman. His first fight will be on October 24th in the Bahamas. (laughs) Yep, you heard that right. And sources say that joe is training and making it very seriously and he thinks that a lot of familiar faces from new jersey will be uh will find their way to the bahamas in october i don't know who's gonna tell joe that that probably won't happen but i'm just gonna sit back and relax and watch this all unfold i mean good for joe he obviously found his passion and that is boxing i think jail helped him (laughs) um figure that path out for him so good for him to do this i am surprised that this is what he chose to do especially with his daughters i am excited to see how this turns out um i want Teresa to come forward with a statement or something about what she thinks on all this i'm curious to see if Teresa is down with this how she feels about it if she's not cool with it So we'll see. I'm sure it won't be too long until Teresa comes forward with saying something. Our next Bravo celebrity, while we're on uh, this Bravo train, is that Ramona Singer's dating advice to her daughter during quarantine is that a lot of fuckboys will want to settle down after this is all over. And you know what? I agree with Ramona on a recent interview that Avery who's Ramona's daughter was on called spilling the corn tea which is an Instagram show she said that my mom actually thinks that a lot of these f boys will come out of this and want a girlfriend or boyfriend and settle down 
Avery said that dating among the pandemic is definitely interesting, but that it's also a great time to make those emotional connections. And recently, Avery has been FaceTiming a few guys that she had met right before we were called into quarantine just to stay in touch with those guys and still spark connection and see what's there for after for after the pandemic is all over. I agree with Ramona. I think that a lot of people are going to realize after this that they want to settle down and that they're not necessarily going to want to keep being hoes and hoeing all around. I'm going to get into that later when I talk about quarantine dating myself but I do agree with Ramona and what she said to Avery so leaving housewives I'm going to jump to southern charm southern charm this past week has been in so much shit I feel like every day when I was on Twitter or something I saw another article or statement or story come out about someone from Southern Charm doing something shady. There was two characters that are not characters. There's two people that aren't coming back to the show anymore. And uh, Catherine Dennis finally broke her silence after being accused of racism. If you don't know what I'm talking about earlier this month, the 23rd She's 28, yeah. The 28-year-old got into a heated exchange with Mika Gadsden over a planned Trump boat ride to be thrown in Charleston. Catherine believes her spat with the activist Mika Gadsden was seen to be blown way out of context. Um, Catherine's argument over whether supporting the current president made her racist rapidly uh, degenerated into a racially intensive rant. So according to BuzzFeed, which is what I saw, Catherine sent Gadsden 28 messages calling her a psycho and one even had a monkey emoji. And then Catherine ended up storing on Instagram that she uses a monkey emoji all the time. It was nothing to be looked at as racially targeting towards Mika. This is Catherine's umpteen time doing something like this she i thought she was fine i thought she was over all of her humps i thought she was normal again clearly she's not well i think this will be her final drop from the show i don't think bravo wants her anymore i also don't know now when southern charm is going to be releasing their newest season i know that they already filmed it and it's been ready to be aired i just don't know when they're gonna air it they obviously are waiting now till all this stuff blows over to to promote the new season and give out a start date to everyone black china haven't heard that name in a while have you well she's actually producing a docu-series about the porn site only fans the show will be called only fans la and its first premiering date was actually last night That was Sunday night at 8 p.m. and it's on Zeus Network. Now, I know a lot of people are really confused as to what the website OnlyFans is. I was confused myself. I saw that Chad Johnson, who was on JoJo's season of The Bachelorette, or Bachelor was, um, who was on that season, is now on OnlyFans and has his own page. So for you guys, I 
actually did subscribe to Chad Johnson's OnlyFans. I did pay $11. It's monthly. That was his lowest deal. (laughs) And I got to see for myself what OnlyFans was. I know in the Savage remix by Beyonce, in the verse, she mentions OnlyFans, how she may start an OnlyFans. Obviously a joke, but I wasn't even sure what OnlyFans was. Like I said, so I (laughs) went on, I saw Chad Johnson's OnlyFans page, and I am speechless, pretty much. I, it's basically porn. So it's a porn site, and everyone has their own page. So Chad Johnson, if you're only subscribed to Chad Johnson, you can't go on and see anyone else's. You have to pay to their page to be able to see what they produce and their content so chad's was full-on porn they're all porn stars basically and they just make i was reading articles they make so so much money and on top of everyone being in quarantine it's skyrocketed in six days chad made ninety three thousand dollars from OnlyFans people watching people subscribing people tipping him it's all legal there's nothing illegal about it so if you're interested in just finding more about OnlyFans and what it is and hearing people talk about it themselves who are actually on it and film themselves (laughs) you can tune in to Black China's show on Sunday nights where she is uh, doing a little docu-series about it. I'm probably going to watch one, to be honest. I'm I'm uh, interested to see what she has to say about it. And I also want to hear the people who have an OnlyFans themselves, meaning that film themselves on it. I want to hear what they think about it, what goes through their mind. I'm really interested about it. It's definitely a job to them, <laughs> not shading any of them. It's what they like to do. So I'm interested in hearing them talk about it. Does anyone watch American Idol? I don't, but a really scary thing happened last night on Sunday night for the finale. And Ryan Seacrest basically had a stroke on TV. Um, His rep says that he did not. But if you watch the little clip, which you could YouTube it, which I think you all should, it shows Ryan rambling all these words. His eyes like roll back to his head. It's really scary looking. His rep is shutting down all the rumors that the host suffered a stroke during the finale of American Idol on Sunday night. Ryan did not have any kind of stroke last night. His publicist told People's. On Monday, like many people right now, Ryan is adjusting to the new normal and finding work home and finding a work home balance with added stress of having to put on live shows from home. I totally understand that, but with everything that Ryan's done over the past decade, I understand that this could definitely be challenging for Ryan. But I don't understand how that has anything to do with him having that. Okay, maybe it was a panic attack on live when he was live last night. I don't truly know what a stroke looks like. I don't know if a lot of people do. I was kind of just going along with what everyone else was saying on Twitter, to be honest, and reading what people had to say in a long thread. But it definitely looked like 
there was something going on. I wouldn't say that it was nothing, like his publicist said. That definitely isn't true. So maybe Ryan will come out himself and say what it actually was. Who knows? I'll keep you guys posted on my Instagram. And I'm just so excited to be getting into the Call Her Daddy drama because that shit is fucking crazy. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Call Her Daddy, it's a podcast under the umbrella of Barstool Sports. Call Her Daddy features hosts Alexandra Cooper and Sophia Franklin answering sex questions and they just get so real and vulgar about everything to do with sex, dating, more sex, and more sex. If you haven't listened to them and you like hearing about those categories, you should definitely listen to Call Her Daddy. I would say tune in to listen to their new episodes, but I don't think they'll ever have those anymore. So basically, Barstool Presidente came out last night, again, Sunday, May 17th, with his whole side of the story. I'm going to back it up for those of you who don't even know what happened in the first place with the Call Her Daddy girls. About a month ago, yep, last month was April, about a month ago, the Call Her Daddy girls started leaving some really suspicious clues on their episodes of what was kind of going on between them and Barstool. They were using Kesha as kind of a reference to what was going on in their life, meaning not being able to, I guess, post what they want to post and being held by contract and not being able to get out of that contract. The Call Her Daddy girls had signed a three-year deal with Barstool. And in that three-year deal, the girls would be making around $70,000 a year plus bonuses. Dave Portnoy, who is head of Barstool, said that Cooper and Franklin wanted to maintain the intellectual property for Call Her Daddy, which is the actual, the name, the title, Call Her Daddy, but Barstool took it over when they had signed that contract. Now, a few months after the podcast had started on Barstool Sports, Cooper had asked Portnoy for a raise, and I think that this is fair. Alex does all of the editing for the podcast. I didn't know that until last night when I listened to the podcast um, of him talking about everything that has been going down, but that's a lot of work. I just started doing this, obviously. I (laughs) edit myself, and it's a lot of freaking work, so I can't imagine for over a year or two, I guess it was two years, doing all the editing myself and Sophia being nowhere to be found and just recording for an hour and then see you next week that kind of sucks if that were me if i were alex i'd be like fuck that i need i should be getting paid more so she asked portnoy for a raise citing that the success of the podcast was just going so well and he agreed he said he'll give her a raise and and since he was giving a raise to alex he would also give one to sophia 
although Alex was still making a little bit more than Sophia, which is fine. Sophia's the co-host. I don't think that there's a problem with that. So Portnoy said that Alex does more of the work for Carl, her daddy, including the editing, which I just said. So a year into the deal, the Caller Daddy hosts and Portnoy butted heads over the intellectual property of the show and how much Alex and Sophia were being paid. This is all, this is, you'll just, you'll hear it. The Barstool Sports founder said that the two hosts made close to half a million dollars each in their first year. These girls are 24 years old and making half a million dollars for talking about sex once a week wasn't enough money. Now, I don't know where these girls get off with thinking that that's acceptable to be complaining about that much money for what they do. And I'm not putting down what they do because clearly here I am making a podcast and hoping that it turns into something. But to be that greedy about something is blows my mind. So they started negotiating Alex and Sophia were seeking to take back the intellectual property of the show and gain other benefits, including $1 million for each of them. According to Portnoy, Barstool Sports wasn't offered anything in return, so he called off negotiations. I would too if I was Portnoy. How is that fair? The girls wanted to take the name, call her daddy, go run off with, some, go run off with it to another company, and have Barstool give them another a million dollars. Obviously, he was like, that's not happening. And this is where the Call Her Daddy girls started flipping out on Portnoy. Barstool's stance was that if you guys take Call Her Daddy and go somewhere else, we're suing the fuck out of you guys because it was in the three-year contract that they had to stay at Barstool. That's what a contract is. Just because you feel like you should be you're too good for something or you feel like you're not making enough money, you don't just, you can't just say like, fuck this, I'm leaving. You signed a contract that is illegal to do. So Portnoy offered the podcast host a new contract three weeks ago. So he had explained on the podcast that putting everything aside that the girls have done, he was like, I am going to give them a deal of a lifetime just so that we can finish up the last year of this and it'll be done. And that was to basically give them each half a million dollars. That's without bonuses along the way. So can you, you can only imagine what those bonuses are. Along with taking the name Call Her Daddy after the year. So they can run off with the name Call Her Daddy. Go anywhere they want to go. And there was one more. Oh, it was a 50-50 deal including half a million dollars for each. Um. Oh, extra merchandise revenue and a contract shortened by six months. He was going to shorten the contract. So according to Portnoy, they had around 18 months left of their three-year contract with Barstool Sports. And he would also give them the intellectual property, like I said, for Caller Daddy. Alex and Sophia did not take the deal and they went dark once again. Couldn't he, Portnoy couldn't get a hold of them. They had only had their lawyers speaking to Portnoy. The girls wouldn't even speak to that, wouldn't speak to him themselves. So he had finally spoken with Alex alone because Alex was the only one who was, who is being mature through this and it would talk to him one-on-one. And 
Alex basically told Portnoy that the deal was never going to get done because Sophia was refusing. And Alex said to Portnoy that she wanted to sign the contract with Barstool Sports herself, whether Sophia wanted to or not. Now, that's pretty big. You're going, she's willing to do this contract herself because she knows how amazing of a deal it is. And call her daddy in the first place was all Alex's idea so she's now telling Portnoy that she wants it she's ready to sign the deal doesn't care that Alex doesn't want to do it because she does so throughout all this Portnoy said that he started to hear whispers and gossip about Sophia's new boyfriend Peter Nelson who can I just say is one of the most heinous looking guys I've ever met. I was talking to my friends and I was we were trying to there I forget who he looks like, what character, cartoon character it was. I think it was someone from Family Guy, but if you guys uh Google Peter Nelson HBO, just let me know what you think because uh that is who Sophia is dating. Sorry, irrelevant, but basically Sophia has a new boyfriend who is Peter and there's speculations that he is the one planting all these seeds in Sophia's head about that she's not getting enough money. She should be getting more, this, that, this, that. I forgot to mention that on the side, the Wondry deal, which I don't even know what Wondry is, but I guess it's a company or a, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I should have done my research before this, but... Alex and Sophia were planning on leaving Barstool to go over to this Wondry deal. But once Portnoy had given Alex and Sophia this new contract, Sophia still didn't want to do it, but Alex did. And so when Alex went back to talk to Portnoy about renegotiating her contract with Barstool Sports, which would then give her 75% of the intellectual property, as well as other benefits they were ready to do that deal with her but then all of a sudden Sophia came running back to Portnoy and said that she takes it back and that she wants the deal but it was a little too late the 50-50 deal was already canceled it was done with um, and Alex basically didn't want to do it anymore because of this new offering that she was going to do on the side which was take call her daddy and do them by herself. Uh, during the podcast, Portnoy said that Cooper may be starting to be recording, call her daddy by herself, but he's still not sure. However, he said, a part of me is like, you know what? No ma- no amount of money is worth this. Let's just get rid of them. Uh, keep the intellectual property and start this over again ourselves. Sophia heard that Alex may or has already started to do these podcasts alone I'm not quite sure so I know that the two of them are pointing fingers at each other he he said she said I feel bad for Barstool and the whole team for dealing with all this bullshit from Alex and Sophia I think it's extremely selfish of the two girls they wanted everyone on the internet to think that it was Barstool doing something to them But in reality, it's not. It's the girls being greedy, selfish, bitchy. I 
would never listen to them again after this. Um, you do you don't go behind your boss's back and do all this shit to then crawl back after you realize how royally you fucked up. Since Portnoy dropped this podcast last night, Alex and Sophia on Instagram have been silent. I don't even know what there is for them to say other than come and apologize for making it seem like they were the ones who were being attacked and taken advantage of. I'm curious to see Sophia's side of the story versus hearing Alex's side of the story from what Portnoy said last night. I already am team Alex versus team Sophia. Sophia just seems like a scumbag and so does her boyfriend. I think Alex meant well. Maybe she didn't do great things along the way, clearly, but I think she came around as Dave said. So we'll we'll just wait and see and I will continue to keep you all updated on what goes on with the Call Her Daddy saga. All right, quarantine time. Wait, I mean quarantine time. See what I did there? Do you get it? I've been using that joke a lot. Not sure if it delivers well. I think it's funny. I think it's original. Unoriginal. No, I think it's original. Yep. Anyways, how's everyone doing in quarantine? It sucks. I know. We're all doing our best getting by, but I'm here to tell you to get the hell on those apps and to just start swiping left and mostly right. You feel me on that? Now's not the time to go completely dark. There's no reason why you should feel that you need to be lonely during this time. There are people out there already that have made great quarantine boyfriends and girlfriends, yet have also obviously gone into quarantine with their significant other, which great. We're all jealous of them. We we know the, the people who are quarantining with their significant other and we're jealous of them we want to say fuck you to them because they're so cute and they get to spend all this time together and they're the ones that are probably going to come out of this stronger than ever but that doesn't mean that you have to be suffering alone on your couch with your parents quite frankly i believe if you are sitting through all this time without making an effort without putting yourself out there you're doing a disservice for yourself and yourself only I'm speaking on behalf of myself. I believe everyone has the ability to put themselves out there to talk to people. What's the worst that can happen? You're home. Yes, you may be working during the day, but we all have so much time, more time than we've ever had before in our entire lives to do absolutely nothing. Putting work aside, you have the time to seek out people to talk to, to connect with, to re-spark flames with. You know what I mean? I think sending that text to that random hookup that you had that you still kind of think about is honestly not a bad idea. You're not alone. They're probably doing the same thing. Like I said, what's the worst thing that can happen? You not getting a text back? Oh, well, not a big deal. What's the best thing that can happen? Them being so glad that you reached out to them and you took 
a chance and texted them or maybe you called them or maybe you started a game with them on words with friends i mean that's pretty flirty i think you should download words with friends and start playing and i know that maybe a majority of my listeners may be females and you're like i'm not gonna fucking text him first why would i do that fuck the social norm why not i think guys think it's really hot when a girl can text a guy first and start a conversation i don't think it always has to be the guy starting the conversation and you waiting around for him to text you eventually yeah you're gonna want that but when you're starting something new or trying to rekindle something or you just matched with someone on hinge or bumble or whatever the app that you're on and even though it may say it's time for them to start a conversation like on hinge i know it says that and a lot of people won't start a conversation because they're waiting around for the guy to start the conversation you're just wasting your own time they there's so many reasons why they could have forgotten or maybe that they feel awkward starting the conversation maybe they were waiting for you to start the conversation and the only way you're going to figure that out is if you start the conversation if you text them first so my advice to you is during this time do the things that you wouldn't necessarily do if you weren't in this boat I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with how this turns out. Um, I guess I'll tell you guys a little story that's really recent. I matched with a guy on Hinge, and this was in the way beginning of quarantine, so almost three months ago at this point, two and a half months ago. This It was literally like week two of quarantine, and we matched on Hinge, and we started talking a bunch. We would FaceTime regularly, call each other. It was really great and it was definitely something that was super new you didn't have the chance or we didn't have the chance to actually meet each other face to face in person so we were talking for weeks and turned into a month a month and a half until recently about two or three weeks ago he kind of just blindsided me um it wasn't a ghosting situation um it was more of just him i think getting really anxious over the fact that we couldn't really ever meet i think it's strictly being a virtual not that we were dating but a a relationship that was over the internet essentially even though we were just friends i think the idea of that kind of scared him a little bit so we decided to stop talking and maybe pick up things when quarantine is over whenever that is And I just take this as another story to have and a learning lesson. I'm not mad how it turned out. I'm happy talking to him was great. It was something to do. It was someone to flirt with. We all love that. Nervous if he actually listens to this because he knows that I make these podcasts. Um, So if you're listening... I don't really know what's up. So that's really my advice to you guys is to just this week do something that you wouldn't normally do if you haven't already. Meaning go on the apps, text someone, rekindle something, whatever it may be. It can't hurt. I think you'll feel good, honestly, after doing it. And it's something to look forward to when you're talking to someone and it turns into someone that you start developing feelings for it's always fun to have that in your life and since nothing really is going on that's super fun these days i think this is something that can really change 
change your day to day. It it can uh it can make a bad day into a good day. It can make a boring day into a fun day. It can make a horny day into a more horny day. I'm rambling, so I'm going to stop that. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at just.anotherpodcast. DM me with what you would like for me to talk about. And in the next few weeks, I will be inviting guests to come on and speak with me and talk with me. So let me know what you'd want to hear from that. I know hookup culture is a big one that everyone can't wait for. I'm aware that I'll start soon. Have a great week. Stay real. Stay cool. Stay perfect. Bye.